We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How we doing? We're counting down the days. 11 days to go until kickoff. Notre Dame Navy, August 26th in Dublin. Jesse's wishing he could go. Instead, he's closer to Dublin, Ohio than he is to <laughs> that's Dublin, a good point. Ireland. <laughs> I just I, thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I am actually, I'm even closer to Dublin, Ohio today as I am in the, in the Columbus area. Um, so... Yeah, we are. We're house sitting for Naomi's um, parents the entire week, and they actually live close to like the Frederickstown area. Not that people care about Ohio geography, um, but now we are down into Columbus seeing Naomi's mom this evening. So just right. hanging out all, all over right. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Joe asks, Am I going? No, I am not. I am not uh, going. We're not sending anyone. Irish Breakdown not sending anyone to uh, to Ireland. We will all be here. We'll be in live time, Eastern time, watching with everybody else who is stateside. There's like 39,000 people from the United States going to uh, to Ireland for this game. It's going to be crazy. And the, the stadium only seats like 45,000, I think. So going to be a lot of Americans in and around Dublin. If, you, uh, if you're if you trying to go late, I don't know. Oh, it's Ryan Roberts in the house once again. I love when Ryan pops in. Good to have that crotchety old East Coast guy with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's been sleeping. Didn't, uh, didn't he have his second of two young children at this point? A few months ago. A few months ago. I hope he's sleeping well but uh you never know at that age i remember when i had crotchety little jesse and we used to have to uh <laughs> the jesse wouldn't stop crying so i would i would put jesse in the uh in the car seat put him in the you know put him in the back of the car put him in the car seat and we would cruise around and i would crank aerosmith and uh that would eventually calm him down listening to aerosmith driving around in the car at least it calmed me down maybe a little bit <laughs> finally i don't know if you ever grew out of it though well i'll tell you what we got some practice today some practice viewing over at notre dame it is the next to last practice that we're going to get to see and then that is it for the rest of the season it'll be all game day stuff 
And um, first five periods of practice today. Biggest piece of information that we got to come out of the practice, Zeke Carell held out. He was working out in the injury tent. They have a big canopied area uh, over in the injury tent. He had a T-shirt and shorts on. He was wearing an ankle brace, a small ankle brace on his left ankle. The degree, it doesn't sound like, you know, I, th I think it's like, you know, week before the game, all that. We expect him to be back, but, uh, you know, we weren't able to get any comment on that because we didn't get to talk to Marcus Freeman today. We won't be able to talk to him until next week. But with Carell out, it was Ashton Craig taking the reps with the first-team offense during the team tempo drill at the start of practice. No other changes to the offensive line. It is Pat Coogan at right guard, Rocco Spindler – or at, at left guard, rather. Rocco Spindler at right guard, Joe Alt at left tackle and Blake Fisher at right tackle. So most interesting thing, Jess, and again, you know, we obviously don't know the extent of this, but they were without a uh, significant offensive lineman, Jarrett Patterson against Ohio state to start the season last year. Ohio state is different than Navy. You want to be with all your guys out there but it's so it's never good a week and a half before the first game when you've got a potential starter standing in the injury tent with a kettlebell doing some workouts over there instead of taking reps out on the field yeah i'm not going to sugarcoat this one it is not it is not ideal to have to be without your center because to me the two most two important per people or players on your offense are it's like one a and one b for me quarterback is one a and your center is 1B, and, uh, you know, every play, both of those guys are touching the ball, and not only that, but your center is like the middle linebacker of your offensive line. He's setting protection. Uh, he's calling out blitzes, you know, uh, what, you know, essentially what kind of uh, blocking they're going to get into. It's it's a lot to lose um, your starting center, and it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to ask of the backup center um, potentially, you know, to have to step into that role. But I think the only comforting thing that comes out of this for me um, is the fact that they have a lot of guys who have worked at different positions across the offensive line. And I think that's where it comes in handy when you have the depth at both of these guard positions, because um, a center uh, is going to be someone who's got to be you know, able to pull as well. And so you, you, you're not going to probably put your tackles um, down in the center position. So it, it's, it's good that they have a, a lot of depth um, across across the guard positions right now. So I would say that that's the only kind of, you know, shining light on this, on this not so great kind of situation. Like no one can, can replace Zeke in, in my opinion. And so it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not ideal right now, but I, I would say another positive is that he is doing things um, to work out during practice. It's not like he's immobile or, you know, basically right. and it's all. He's doing things and that's a good sign too. It's not one of those really big walking boots, you know, like a literal boot. It is, again, it is more like an oversized brace that's giving the ankle support. You know, I'm, I wish I had a, a picture of it, but we're obviously not allowed to take those kind of photos. But uh, again, Ashton Craig was taking the reps with the first team offense with uh, Zeke Carell out. And the rest of the offensive line was exactly the same. Pat Coogan at left guard, Joe Alt at left tackle, Rocco Spindler at right guard, Blake Fisher 
at right tackle. And then Ashton Craig with the uh, with the first team offense at center today. So I'll go ahead and I will pop in while we're talking about it. Got a couple of videos from today's game, starting with now, I should say, because they were outside today, like if you've seen some of the videos of the tempo drill when they are inside, we get to stand on the sideline and you get a little bit, you know, closer angle and perspective. We were in the end zone today, so a little bit farther away. So here's here's what things look like. This is the first team. And I kind of move around here. Hand off there. I'll go ahead and turn the music down. I don't know. Maybe you like that music. <laughs> Wasn't my thing, but uh, there was a lot of that and some country music a little bit later on. But, uh, you know, they're again, they're doing the tempo drill. So this is the first team offense kind of working away from us. And you're going to see a pass attempt, another pass attempt here from Sam Hartman. A little out there is uh, Chris Tyree with the catch. Didn't gain a whole lot. Anything that, that you Cam saw in Hart there? I see out there back again. Yes, Cam Hart has been back out there. You want to watch that one more time? Kind of, yeah, you can see uh... number seventy, Ashton Craig, over you know as the center there, and a little handoff here on that first play goes up the middle. That's Jabron Payne, the running back, pass a little bit high on that slant. Cam Hart also was really contesting that ball well. He was. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so we will see one more, or is it two more? Yeah, another handoff run here. Play. Not a, You know, again, not a whole lot. Yeah, another run play coming out of there, but you can kind of see the guys on the offensive line and who some of the wide receivers are. That's Jaden Thomas out there, wide of the right. And there is Jabron Payne offset in the backfield. There's, again, is the pass to Tyree. And who was that? Who was that trying to set that block? Could you see that out there on the edge? Tobias. Yeah, that is Tobias. On that screen pass. Tobias Merriweather. A little high on the screen pass and not a great block by Tobias on Cam Hart. Right. Um, You know what's interesting to me about tempo is (laughs) it's to me, if you're having a bad day, it's a hard drill to get into because regardless of outcome, you're still moving the ball like you're completing every pass or you're getting positive um, yardage every play. Do you know what I – can, you get what I'm getting at there? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's like, it's like, even if you're having, uh, even if you're not really doing well or having a good successful tempo period, they're still moving the ball forward. And so it's like, I don't know, that always felt kind of weird to me. It's like kind of counterproductive. Like you're not really earning those yards. So like, it doesn't really replicate a, a real game like situation to me. I just, just kind of a mental thought there. I would say, you know, maybe they looked a little lethargic. Today, an afternoon practice. They've been, you know, grinding at it for a while. They had yesterday off. So maybe after yesterday off, kind of trying to get back into the flow a little bit. They're going to go the uh, the next few days, at least, in, you know, through the end of the week. And then let me see if we have the practice schedule after that. I don't know if they'll give them the full weekend off. They, you know, like they've been it. – you've talked about what it's like – at this, you know, at this nice point in camp before Jesse. Yeah, I think we were talking about like tired legs and camp arm and all that different kind of stuff last week. And I, I think you're kind of, I think they're kind of feeling it a little bit. And they just kind of looked it a little bit today. Yeah, I mean, this I is know. this is basically the last, you know, week of camp because starting, you know, whatever, if it's going to be Sunday, I'm assuming it'll be Sunday or Monday. I don't know if Marcus Freeman is going to get into, you know, getting them into the rhythm of the season because usually they have Sundays. Is it Sundays off or do they take Mondays off? No, they've been doing Mondays off, right? So um, I'm interested to see if he gets into I'm that. I'm just book. in camp mode right now. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out what that looks like. But yeah, once the season starts. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for them to get into like starting next week, I guess is what I'm getting at. You you get into actual game week stuff, right? Like it's actual preparation for Navy. So this last week of camp is just, yeah, everyone knows it's the last week of camp. And quite honestly, you just, you just kind of got to get through it. Right. Cause the first week 
is all about the excitement of being back together, showing what you, you know, what you've worked on. Week two is more so getting into the physicality and the, you know, the hard nose of camp. Um, and then this last week is kind of like coming, you know, down the hill after week two, after the peak, um, and, and just really trying to grind it out and, and finish camp up. <laughs> um, Corey said that he got in late. What happened to Zeke? So we don't know officially or, you know, exactly what happened to Zeke. I believe he tweaked this ankle either last. Yeah, it would have been last week, I guess, because it is just Tuesday right now. Um, tweaked the ankle a little bit. He was wearing like a uh, an ankle brace on the left ankle today. T-shirt, shorts in the injury tent. So not practicing we don't know, and we won't know. We won't be able to ask Marcus Freeman until next Monday. That's when Marcus Freeman, you know, because as Jesse was just alluding to, then we get into game week type situation. We get into the flow of the week. We'll have a Monday press conference, and that'll be the situation throughout the remainder of the season. They'll have the Monday press conference. I believe they are doing um, player media next. I can actually double-check it here so that I don't speak out of turn they will have, uh, yeah, player media next Tuesday, and then uh, they will depart for Ireland a week from tomorrow. Next Wednesday is when they go. They're leaving on Wednesday, and I believe they were talking about, and we'll you know, kind of get a little bit more fill of the schedule, I think, as well for Marcus Freeman later on. But um, I believe he was talking about a walkthrough and things like that rather than a full practice after they get out, get in and all that kind of good stuff. Ryan was saying he's throwing the uh, the screens all day to Sean Styers and we have the IB flag football game. I, I don't know what that means. Does that mean you want me to get blown up or are you are you confident in my hands? Because I'll make the catch. Jesse knows I'll make the catch. <laughs> it's just a matter if you get around the edge up the sideline or not. Yeah, at this point, you know. The uh, the old agilities are not there. They're there. That's 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 a thing of the past. Let's take a look at the second team. They're going to be coming at us this time. Steve Angeli. There's the great one. Jaden Greathouse. I'll put that on mute once again. You can kind of see you've got a look at um, kind of what the defense looks like a little bit more with the offense coming at us. We've got another pass there from Angeli. Looks like a running back out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was kind of bracketed coverage there. That's what I was getting ready to say. That was that was not. I thought I had a little bit more than that, but apparently I don't. There was not a whole lot. I'll go ahead and play that one more time. I thought I had a couple more plays than that. And I really like this route concept here, it. though, uh, with both these guys. Kind of ones working underneath, or you know, like a. Uh, a shallow kind of under a cross route. And then it looked like Salerno was working more of a deeper post. Um, I liked that play. I liked this next one. I liked the, the way that Angeli gets the ball out quickly, you know, to his back out of the backfield. Um, mm -hmm. It's covered pretty well. Number three was going to make a, a tackle there. And again, this one, I don't like uh, much at all. Um, yeah. Cause it looks like 34 Drake Bowen actually got, got underneath that route a little bit. And he's got the, he's got the cornerback um, or safety there kind of over top. So this is, um, Again, he's he's basically bracketing this. And and to be honest with you, if Drake Bowen kind of reads that just a little bit quicker, he's probably taking that for a pick six. Yeah, he's going to um, jump that. That's right. Yeah, and so – but still a good good on Drake Bowen to actively get in that, that throwing lane there. That was just a, a really good 
quick play recognition. You know, he's over the center and he gets all the way outside of the tackle box by the time he gets his hands on this play. So really nice play from Jake Bowen, actually. But at the same time, you were alluding to it when we were talking about all the blitzing last week. At this point in camp, like the defense knows what the offense is running, right? They know the offense inside and out. Right. They, they should have pretty good anticipation of what's coming most of the time, don't you think? And I'm not trying to take anything away from Bowen, but I'll let you I'll let you handle that. No, yeah, and that's again we've we've talked about this kind of the last couple of weeks in terms of camp, right? Like the 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 offense or sorry the defense is at a clear advantage because the offense's base is it is what it is. Like you can run different routes and maybe some you know some concepts um, out of it, but it's primarily the same base offense, right? And so um, when the when the offense is doing the same thing over and over, it's easy for the defense to kind of be like, oh well, I've seen this before. I kind of know what's what's coming and then it's obviously easier for the for the defense to work on a lot of stuff because they're, they're working on different blitz packages and um, stunts and schemes and, and things like that but relatively speaking the offense isn't isn't changing drastically you know throughout camp so the defense is at a, a clear advantage really in my opinion but it's really nice to see um, Drake Bowen <laughs> progressing as quickly as he is like this guy's already you Absolutely. know amongst the, the second stringers and out there moving with good play recognition. And that's what you want to see out of um, young players more than anything is that they're recognizing and diagnosing plays um, at a, at a quick rate. Cause then it just allows them to, to their athleticism, you know, to take over at that point. Here is, this is the Jaden Greathouse catch once again, since salty. <laughs> so, yeah, salty wants you to put this on loop. Watch where Greathouse comes from. This is what I was talking about. You see how Great House is working, like the more shallow route, and Salerno right. is coming over top of that. So uh, it's basically, you know, he's got two guys open. I, I almost want to say he should have thrown to Salerno in this case if he can get it over top. Um, and that's uh, where it looks like he's tricks. going initially, but he, he, yeah, he takes that quick check down, and you know, he got his yards. Take it. You got a big, yeah, target. especially in tempo. You're not gonna, you're not gonna complain about completing the ball and and moving the sticks because it's, it's usually, you know, this is like a two minute situation. They're trying to get a last second field goal or, you know, touchdown out of it. Yep. All right. So that's just a, a quick tempo offense, first team and second team. And a little, a little bit later during the individual, you know, like when they were in position group stuff, quarterbacks were throwing, they were throwing over a net. I'll show you here real quick. Over the net. Oh, that's <laughs> – you know, that's it, – it's funny. This is exactly uh, what we were just talking about. This is a throw where you are trying – you have someone underneath and you're trying to basically drop it, you know, in a bucket over one guy. Um, right. And basically in front of one defender and over the front defender, um, essentially. So this is actually – you know, again, so like that, you're kind that of trying to we're... drop it in the middle of bracket coverage, like we just saw. Right, like like we just saw with Bowen and whoever was uh, the 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 secondary guy. Clarence on, Lewis, uh, I believe, was back there. Yeah, yeah. So like this is where, you know, this uh, if if Angeli gets that ball a little bit higher over, you know, over Drake Bowen, that's that's exactly what they're kind of working on in this drill. Right. Again, nothing special, but uh, just 
one of the uh, one of the few drills kind of toward the end that we got to see. And then one more. No, I think I've got a couple more here still. Do I have that other one? Well, I'll go ahead with this one first. We've got uh, the kickoff team. And again, this is just a real quick one. It just caught my attention. You really, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to see some of the guys out there, but uh, some of the guys, the reason that I showed it, just some of the guys of note, you've got a lot of potential, you know, first and second string defensive guys out there. A lot of defensive guys out there. Yeah, they're all like they're all in white jerseys, as you can yeah. see. So they're all defense. Xavier Watts, see Bertrand Henderson, out there was Bertrand. See, there were a couple that I couldn't see. Jordan Batello, Tui Alamaka, DJ Brown, Thomas Harper were among the guys. Doesn't that speak to Junior's athleticism, though? Like he's going to be a, a, a defensive lineman this year, and he's still they still value his athleticism to go out on the kickoff team. Yeah, absolutely, and you know I I think that. You're talking about a, a great athlete, and he and Patello both play the same position, and are they right next to each other? Not quite right next to each other. You're right. I, somehow I miss Bertrand. He's, no. He's right in between Patello and two. That's Kaiser. Kaiser. That's Kaiser, not Bertrand. Oh, sorry, yeah. Kaiser. Yep, you're right. Yeah, 24. Still one of the yep. starting linebackers, I guess, is ultimately what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like I said, that was the main reason that I – that uh, I put that in there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't remember if I did it. Uh, those were kind of some of the highlights. Again, a five-period practice. Unfortunately, the news of the day to come out of practice is the fact that, again, Zeke Carell was not able to practice today. Had an ankle brace on his left ankle. So you had Ashton Craig out there taking the first team reps. And it continues to be Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler at the two guard positions. And that's what... Like as you as you look, you've got great experience and great talent on the outside with the two tackles, especially as we look at this opener against Navy. You've got talent, but if if Zeke Carell, and it's a big if right now, but if Zeke Carell is not able to go, and then you've got Coogan and Spindler next to him against Navy, you've got a lot of inexperience in that interior against Navy. And uh, we saw last year that Navy likes to bring a lot of heat. So that could, yeah, that doesn't, that's go just well, going to be something to keep an eye on next week. Right. And, and, and Navy, you know, say what you want about, you know, overall wins, losses, talent, athleticism. The one thing that they will consistently be 
um, to try to make up for that void is disciplined and their defensive line is going to be very disciplined. And if Notre Dame's offensive line isn't going to be uh, without their starting center, the guy who's kind of like the glue or the orchestrator or, you know, no, the, the maestro, um, it's it, it makes it that much harder because, again, of how disciplined Navy um, is going to be. And then you start throwing in the fact of maybe, you know, mixing in stunts and blitzes. Um, it could get to be more of a headache or a longer day than people might expect if, if some of that starts to happen. And I mean, without Corell, that's got to be the biggest concern, right? Because of all those things you're talking about, calling out, you know, the blocking assignments and, and all the different, you know, the, the line calls and all that stuff, because Corell has got so much experience. That's got to be the biggest concern, don't you think? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, it, again, it goes back to Corell is, you know, your middle linebacker of the offensive line. Like he's got to be able to uh, get everyone kind of on the same page and, and calling out assignments and, you know, maybe switching blocking scheme, et cetera. Ryan said Navy had a nose tackle on the freak list. I haven't seen the freak list yet. I haven't had time. I saw just something earlier today that it came out and Riley Mills is apparently on it again but uh that's uh again that's going to be something to watch you've got a navy nose tackle on the freak list and your starting center if you're Notre Dame for the season opener as of right now is injured he looks like and I'm not going to speak for you know for anybody but just kind of the way he was moving you would hope that it was a case of if the season started today he'd probably be out there but it's a week away so why put him out there on the field? Just let him rest a little bit and and get gives us something to talk about to too. Go. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Gives us something to talk about. Yeah, we got to right. provide that exclusive content day after day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, I got a few more comments from Marcus Freeman. Some that we didn't get to yesterday. Some uh, that I found. <laughs> Derek said Jesse was number 79 on the freak list. Now we're talking athletically freaky. We're not just talking freaky. I think freaky I, that press. applies for both for me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> All right. So some comments from Marcus Freeman. One of the things that he talked about after Saturday's scrimmage is the physicality of his team. And he really likes the physicality of his team. We've seen some good physicality from the Irish during this training camp. And here's what he had to say about it. It's a physical bunch. It is a competitive, physical, passionate bunch um, that, that we are still pushing to reach its full potential. You know, and, and that's just been, I constantly tell him, that's the challenge that we have to focus on is, is every day continuing to improve to reach our full potential, right? The result of that is the result of that. I don't even, as like I said today, like, I know it's a jerky scrimmage, and I said, what's, why are we playing, why are we having a jerky scrimmage? What's to get the blue jerseys? But earning a blue jersey is a result of winning the interval is what we say, right? And that's gotta be their focus. Don't worry about blue jerseys and all those different things. Focus on doing your job on this very first play with the effort and attitude that we demand. And so, um, that's kind of what I, I'm just pushing this team to continue to focus. Don't, don't, don't worry about 
not, we're not even at the point of playing maybe right now. Let's continue to focus on today and really improving and fixing the issues that we have with urgency so that when we play maybe on August 26th, this group is as closest to that full potential as they can be. Jesse, when I think about last year's team, I'm not sure physical is probably the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> when I think about it. Um, yeah, like how you're chuckling. What, what would it mean to you if this year's team is demonstratively more physical than last year's team? Yeah, to be point blank with you, I think Marcus Freeman had an expectation of what he wanted this team to be physically last year. And I think it's something that he wants this team, you know, to be the backbone of this team is that, you know, even if on their bad days, they're still going to make it hard for you physically, right? Like they still, you're still going to have to show up and play a tough physical game um, no matter what. And I just remember that going into the Ohio State game last year, something that Marcus Freeman kept talking about, talking about, talking about. And I don't think that they quite lived up to where he where he thought they were going to be last season. And so to me, it seems like it's a clear emphasis this year um, of Marcus Freeman of being more physical. And, and what more physical to me is, is quite honestly, it, it, it's, it's broken down um, into to, into into three phases, really. And there's only two phases that ultimately matter. The, the point of contact. So when the ball is snapped. What are you doing on the offensive and defensive line to get that initial punch, to get that initial push? You should be gaining – if you're the defensive line, you should be gaining yardage into the backfield. And if you're the offensive line, you should be pushing that defensive line back onto its heels um, and, and gaining ground. And then phase two is that intermediate level of, you know, holding – sustaining um, your blocks, you know, at, at, to allow the quarterback to sit in the pocket um, physicality-wise. And then the third one for me, the third phase – uh, comes more so on defense in, in the terms of physicality of finishing off your tackle, right? Like wrapping a guy up, thudding a guy, and, and that be, you know, no missed tackles um, and, and getting him down, getting the runner down on that first initial contact, right? Like it shouldn't take um, a, a broken tackle or, you know, whatever. It should be a guy thudding a guy up and the rest of the team swarming to, to take him down to the ground. So to me, that's what physicality um, it looks like. And again, it's more importantly how you start it and how you finish it. Are you getting that initial push on the offensive and defensive line? And then again, more so defensively, are you finishing off the play and, and finishing tackles? Yeah, and there, you know, there is a difference between playing physically and playing aggressively. And I think that we saw some aggression last year, but it wasn't necessarily always physical. And I'm talking more specifically on the, uh, the defensive side of the ball. And even on the offensive side of the ball, we've talked about it before. Like It took Harry Heastan's offensive line a while to get going before they really stepped up and started becoming more physical. But even then, they they just didn't feel like the, you know, like the Mahler kind of offensive line teams that Notre Dame has built a reputation for having. That didn't feel like it was there. Offensive line still has a lot to show, I think, but like, Chris O'Leary, the safeties coach last week, talking about the thuds and the thumping that he's getting, the physicality from those safeties. And we're seeing it with the defensive line and we're seeing it with more with the linebackers as well. So, and I think I saw Derek was, was talking about hard to play physically when you're not completely bought in. That's the reference to last year's team. And I do think there was some of that where you didn't have complete buy-in. It is year two now. Guys who didn't want to be here had the opportunity to transfer. So 
what is on this team right now. I think that there is a lot more buy-in across the board, and you're talking about from the head coach to position groups and, and on through. So I, I think it's going to be a much more physical team on both sides of the football this season. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com